Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, July 25, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The market continues to grind higher. She poked her head above the former high, made a new high, didn't close above the new high. There's nothing doing here. It's a grind upward until the FOMC announcement slash Kabuki Theater Wednesday afternoon. Then we have Jerry's presser after that and the whole nine yards. The market will get their EKG thing going on, go in both directions, whip it around for a while, pick a direction and go. So let's discuss tonight one more time about where to. Where are the near-term extremes, we'll call them? It sounds like an oxymoron, but there are certain extremes. There are extremes for the extremes. We're looking for the reasonable near-term extremes, not looking for a 150-handle S&P move, although anything goes after the Fed. Could happen, but I'm going to give you what I think are the near-term extremes in both directions, the north side and something in the southbound lane. We talked about them at length last night, so we're going to abbreviate the discussion today as a refresher. If you want to know the more detailed stuff, go back to last night's video, and I go over the same stuff. On the weekly chart, because we can't see the numbers on the daily, what we can see are some pivots around this area over here, over here, and what I've worked out from a numbers perspective is 458 to 462. 460 is a big fat round number. So we've got a zone while it's 40 points in the S&P, $4 in the SPY. We're talking about Kabuki Theater. We're talking about a long-term resistance zone. We're talking about Kabuki Theater where anything goes. 458 is a real number. 462 is a real number. In between is a midpoint, which makes it a real number. We talked about three places on the downside. Here you have a gap. We'll call it 446 and change, give or take, for argument's sake. You have the 20-period moving average sloping up, supporting price. And then if they spike it, what you have is the most recent breakout area just below the 20-period moving average. We're calling that place 444 for argument's sake it's a give or take so you have 444 to 446 on the downside logical common sense garden variety support doesn't mean they have to get there it means if they do get there there are likely a set of buyers that show up at the bus stop what follows low volatility is higher volatility we've got the fed slash fomc kabuki situation We've got some economic data. We've still got a plethora of earnings going on all throughout the week. Speaking of which, we have some bellwethers reporting after the close today. As you can see, Google is getting a rip higher. And if we switch over to Mickeysoft, it's getting somewhat of a push lower. Doesn't mean this is where they're going to be in 15 minutes. Doesn't mean this is where they're going to be at 9.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's what's happening now as I make this video shortly after they reported earnings. We talked about these in the live room today. We had some numbers on the board. 
We looked at what's called the implied move, and we played around with the charts. Not much else to discuss in terms of the S&P or other markets ahead of the Fed. You kind of throw everything out temporarily tomorrow afternoon, let them whip it around, they pick a direction and go. What about inside the numbers today? Did anybody make money? And the answer is yes, inside the numbers, yes, in the live room, yes, squared. It's turnaround Tuesday, wake up hardly north of the flat line in the spirit of, and we know the answer, we're waiting on the Fed. So we get right down to business. They've got some unfinished business up around 455. It's actually a little higher. You'll see that number come out a little later. Puts them in the neighborhood of the recent highs. Busting out above before the Fed announcement tomorrow is the lower probability case. Now, they did that today, but they weren't able to sustain price above. They came right back in. So they tested the high. They came in by the end of the day. On the flip side, there was some unfinished business down below. We don't need that because the market never went down there. But you have to be prepared showing up in the morning in uniform, ready to go. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. So we have a lot of rhetoric going on with the numbers and stuff. I'm going to let you read that on your own. Basically, what we've got that's relevant for today's activity was a short opportunity first thing in the morning if they ran up to 455.13 to 455.75. Remember, read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double check the work. I got a little summary because I know it got a little bit lengthy in terms of the rhetoric. So 907, after all the rhetoric, that's the word of the day. The bounce back long scalp with potential is in the zone between 452.68 and a little bit lower. They didn't do that. So let's look at the other side. The short scalp with potential is between 455.13, 455.75. That's at 9 o'clock, 9.07 a.m., long before the opening bell even rings. 455.13. How you doing? We think better in pictures. The arrow is pointing to the bullseye at 455.13. They hit it to the penny. The short trade was activated. They pulled back. They gave you the short scalp, but without the potential. It was a quiet tape. We talked about it in the room over and over and over again. You have to put something in your pocket. You never know. You can hold for a trailer if they go lower, but you don't let it go bad on you. You can always short it again higher if they ran up there quick, which they did not. But while waiting on the Fed, you take what Mrs. Market gives you, not looking for tremendous moves. It's a quiet tape. It was a repeat of yesterday in the making. For 55, 13 was the place. Nice trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 454, 45, 50 area is the pivot for now. Below, the door is open for a push lower, only like 50 cents at the time. Staying above keeps the door open for 455.13. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 10 o'clock. It's slow, and the fact they gave you five points on the button from the entry means the scalp portion is technically over. Nice trade. Then they get into float mode. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Everything that you need is in here, especially in the last post, where I give you all the numbers that are relevant. Above 455.75, the door is open for a test of the high, maybe spike of the high. It's open for the previous high, 456.43. 
Once they started pushing above, the door was open and they got there. There was the previous high that became a target. Once they were over the other number, they did that. They pulled back. The numbers work. That's the takeaway. What about stocks on the move? What's going on over there? Well, we had a little bit of a laundry list today and we had four out of the seven hit their entry objectives. We're going to take a look at Love, which is Southwest. Alaska Airlines RTX turned into a whopper for a lot of traders today. And we had Spotify. The rest are off the board. They're considered no trades. Southwest getting its haircut at the opening bell, came into the number, ripped it back up in the other direction, gave you the better than base hit right out of the chute. It scalps with potential. They gave you significantly more and relatively speaking significantly than the 1%. So therefore the trade was over. The numbers work, nice trade. Alaska Air Group, not so crisp on the bounce. They waited till the third number, even got below. They actually got below the stop. They pulled back in the upward direction in the afternoon session. This is classified as a not so easy kind of trade. They're not all gonna work perfectly, we know that. Not all trades work, most of them work. About Spot, Spotify, buzz cut at the opening bell. First price, 147.22, they came into it, they even went to the second price, ripped it back up, gave you the deal, the high here is 149.17, so regardless of whether you only bought the first price or bought both the first and second, that was the trade, the third price, you can see they spiked it, they gave you back to the second, and then they dripped lower into the end of the day, it became what's called, in trader parlance, dead money, but they gave you the trades, in the participation part of the day, the morning rush hour. After that, your odds of volatility shrink away. How about this one? RTX, Raytheon, 84, 83, 81, 86. Regardless of how you did it, they gave you the deal. We had a lot of traders in the room that were all over that second number down there, around 82, a spike of 82. Some of them bought longer term option contracts they rolled profits into options they had a whopper of a day with rtx they just spiked the low ripped it back up in the other direction and they really never stopped so this is where you never know comes into the picture you never know how high they're going to go you never know how low they're going to go you never know what you can get out of the remaining portion of your position we had a trader in the live room today make 10 grand on raytheon alone How's he doing? What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, the first thing we notice is we still see the 196. You can see it was resistance yesterday. It was resistance today. However, we do have this and discussed yesterday, this breakup candle low. The last one in the sequence, the low is 193.50, give or take. They have not, and I repeat, not really been rejected from anything up here. They're eating time off the clock doing what? They're giving the home base or 20 period moving average a chance to creep up to price as price just moves sideways and eats time off the clock. Why is that? Because price doesn't really like to get too far from home base. Home base, the red upsloping trend line, 20 period moving average. There is no specific mathematical measurement for how far they can get away before they go sideways or pull back. The point is, is that when they get extended from home base and you just look on the chart and you say, well, how far do they ever really get extended minus maybe some extremes here and there? And you look at this and you say, well, they were kind of in that neighborhood. They're 
extended over here, they pull back. They're extended over here, they're starting to pull back or starting to run sideways. Market has a waterfall decline like over here on the left and it's going to have an extreme for a while but they always snap back to the 20 period moving average. Same routine as we've discussed before. Basically the bottom line is this. This pivot, then they'll try and get up to this area here with this next pivot and frankly there's not a lot in between. There are some refined numbers from a trading perspective but when you look at the big picture there's not a lot in between these pivots so they ran a test of the first one they couldn't get through they couldn't really get there but that doesn't mean they won't get there this week maybe on the fed kabuki theater stuff or next week or is this going to be and you have to understand this is this going to be another lower high high lower high lower high lower high lower high lower high while the iwm and a short-term basis is in an uptrend the long-term picture is lower highs that's in a downtrend yes eventually they'll have to make a decision and bust out of this concept one way or the other break the chain of the lower highs or have another move down because of the lower highs that's camp iwm what about the folks down at the transportation department any new information today no they're eating time off the clock they're above all the moving averages. This applies to all the markets. The trend is your friend till she throws your crap out the window. All in all, pretty much just waiting on the Fed. No new information in team transport. What about the Q people? Came back to pay a visit in the neighborhood of, not knocking on the door on the street, but in the neighborhood of its home base or 20 period moving average. A little bit of a bounce day today. It's in an uptrend. Sometimes you have a down day, sometimes you have up days in an uptrend. No new information for the Q people like other markets were waiting on the Fed. It is a fact, it is what it is. You just take what Mrs. Market gives you, you get through the next phase and you move on. Volatility will pick up. Same story with the XLF, a little bit of a pullback today, four tenths of 1%. We're not gonna make a federal case out of that. They're a little bit far from where? You got it home base maybe they need to eat some time off the clock maybe there'll be a more protracted pullback after the fomc kabuki situation we don't know we need to wait for the market to dictate the next thing that's going to happen we're not in the guessing business along with the cues a nice healthy update one and a half percent or so for smash mouth people so what did they do simply pulled back into the 20 period moving average rode it for two or three days and now they're having a ride away from the 20 period moving average. Can they be making a bearish type of situation, bearish type of pattern? The answer is yes, they can. But again, they'll make the move with everything else if everything else is going to make a move after Kabuki Theater. Right back to the highs or does this bearish pattern play out in the southern direction? You would think we'll have a lot more to discuss after tomorrow's session, after the Kabuki Theater. Tomorrow night's video should be more fun-filled slash action-packed than the last two days. We'll see what Mrs. Market gives us. And by the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast, Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense.
Market Analysis.